tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Morning Show, Season 3, Episode 8, DNF is over, but here on Poster Recaps, we're just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with somebody, mm, I don't know if I was going to say, did finish. It's Ariel. Ariel, how you doing? <laughs> did not finish. Oh my god, Grace, I have all this red paint on me. I but chucked that at you. Through, I'm going to push through a podcast. While Too bad you really, you really like that coat. Yeah, I do like this coat, and it's... It's faux. That's that's the joke. It's not even real fur. Mm, yeah. Um, all right. The morning show. We're nearing the end, Ariel. Uh, pretty big episode here. I think, you know, ish a lot happens. Uh, one development that I was actually pretty pleased by. So we'll chat through it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, make sure to subscribe. Postrecaps.com slash the morning show or morning show or just search morning show. Post your recaps in your podcatcher app of choice. It's actually the easiest way to find our podcast, more so than the URL. Nobody actually knows how to use the URL. Little secret from Post Your Recaps. But, um, Ariel, what'd you make of DNF? Do not finish. DNF. Sorry, I was thinking DNR from, from Gray. Do not resuscitate. Brain. Uh, DNR or DTF. They, it's like nobody a- told the morning show to DNR because it's coming back for a fourth season. So. <laughs> Do not renew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I liked it. I think it's it's ridiculous, but it's you know the show is at times for better and for worse fully itself. And I think I enjoyed that certain things feel like they moved, and perhaps certain things that you and I had predicted are seemingly coming true. And you know that's always fun, but. Um, you know, I, at at this point, I'm fully in on being. It's just like every time we finish, I'm like, okay, I can, I have to like watch the next episode right away. I know um, it is a little bit like it was. It's like what's like cheap? Is it like Lay's chips? Like are they that great? Like no, but you eat a lot of them. You know. <laughs> yeah, you can eat them, and like you know, they're not good for you, but 
you know, they taste good in the moment before you're filled with regret and, yeah. you know, questioning all your life choices. <laughs> yeah. My mom does this thing. My mom, my, um, my house is filled with, uh, people living with diabetes. I have type one diabetes, my mom and my dad have type two diabetes. And yeah, my mom will like, there's always like a bowl of candy on the counter. And she's like, we shouldn't do this, but you know, it's fun. It's festive. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's like, it, it keeps the kids interested. <laughs> it's, it's July. There's no like or August. There's no festivities coming up. She's like, Oh, you know, you know, and it's like, yeah, like we shouldn't have these, but for some reason we do, we keep eating them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this episode too. I think you can really see how all the storylines are intermingling or at least getting close to inter intermingling in a way that sets up, I presume an interesting finale. And I think the fact that they are renewed, I think that they've been renewed every season, maybe not at the end of season one into two, but I'm pretty sure they knew they were renewed at the end of season two into season three. Now they know they're renewed for season four heading into the end of this, which I feel like gives them a lot of wiggle room to, and unfortunately maybe not be as decisive as I maybe will want them to be, but I know um, it terrifies me yeah. that they'll end on a cliffhanger. I don't want that, but, or, but know, it, within reason, like, I mean like I a know. main plot. I know. Uh, I'm supposed to say hangover, a main plot cliffhanger from what we are looking for as far as, you know, answers and, and, uh, some finality to some of these storylines, but I don't think, you know, history, if, if history has anything to say about it and, you know, the show loves quoting real history, but as far as the mm -hmm. show's history, there tends to be a time jump at the beginning of the season. So that at least I think will save us from like a true, you know, who shot Jr. type situation of like, you don't know what actually happened in the end. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been, it's been interesting. I've been talking about this. There's been a couple of shows that Jess and I have watched through um, either full spoiler recaps, or we, we talked about a show called um, based on a true story. And that ended on like a really weird cliffhanger and the show wasn't renewed. And we were like, what a bold choice. And we actually talked to uh, one of the directors of that show. And he was like, yeah, we, we went on a limb. Like if you don't, if you don't renew us, like why would, why would we end it so that you could cancel us? Right. We might as well like leave it on a cliffhanger. And then we watched another show recently. That's true. Don't make it easier on them. Yeah, and then we watched a show called Wolf Like Me, and he did the exact same thing. And he's like, I think it's more interesting. For me, the better story was the cliffhanger rather than a more decisive ending. But I do think, you know, just as we're nearing, and, and we'll get into this episode, but I do think there is a balance to it, even with a cliffhanger. I do feel like you have to wrap up the story you've been telling, which in this season is the sale. So I think you have to figure out how to tell that satisfyingly while potentially also making new questions or new problems or new whatever situations you want to throw them into. Like, I feel like the end of season one does a good job of like Bradley and Alex out Fred as like covering up what happened. And that's like the finale to that, but also then like puts them in a precarious position in their jobs. Right. So there was like, there is a, and I actually think the show so far has done a good job of like doing both things, like wrapping up the story that they're telling and also making me excited for what, comes next and i feel like i can feel that we're on this arc so far in season three so let me give you the quick headlines alex and paul's uh, relationship gets unveiled and alex um, decides to push her interview with paul although she does have the backdrop of the uh, scotus leak to be able to um, give reason why it should be pushed although um not everybody agrees with her decision ultimately um Paul will offer to fire sale everything at UBA once the deal goes through and they can start building a new UBA from the ground up. Um, Alex and Paul get into a couple of, conf or sorry, Alex and Chip get into a couple of confrontations. He edits the interview uh, to be a little bit less scandalous, as it were. Um, and ultimately, by the end of the episode, Chip is fired by Alex. While Bradley investigates Hyperion based on Stella's information about her friend Kate's experiences at the company, Laura investigates Bradley and discovers secret messages that alludes to something that happened on January 6th between Corey, Bradley, and Hal. Um, Mia and uh, Andre have a bit of a conflict as she sees Andre on the competing uh, morning show, Your Day America. Um, they will have a little bit of a confrontation, but ultimately seemingly get back together. Um, Chris is become an abortion advocate, which ultimately means they have to take her off abortion stories for her own safety. I am very worried about where this goes for Chris Ariel as we're like beefing her up with security and she's getting paint thrown at her. But mm -hmm. nevertheless, 
by the end of the episode, we do get a very nice toast to Hannah as the uh, morning show crew gather in um, celebration of the anniversary of Hannah's death. It's not a celebration of Hannah's death. It is a toast to Hannah's a death. A celebration of her life. Of her life, yes, and a remembrance. Um, and that's basically what happened on Did Not Finish, DNF. Where do you want to start, Ariel? Uh, well, I do want to follow up with your comment about, about Chris and being worried. I was going to yeah. say extra worry because clearly she's not got, like, I thought where that storyline was going was like, oh, she's going to get written off the show. You know, she's interested in going back to sports, you know, or, you know, her, her, her Olympic winning yes. track and field. Career. Every season has had a major death. Hannah, <laughs> uh, Mitch Kessler. <laughs> I'm a little worried. This might be what the morning show does. You well, kill off a character at the well, end of the season. Yeah, clearly she can't go back to that because she got the cramp. Uh, and, you know, even though it's probably just that she didn't stretch and she hasn't done it in a while, that's clearly DOA. So I don't know what's going to what's gonna happen to to her. I am. I wasn't really all that worried until you mentioned something, and now I'm a little bit they worried. They give her security! They're like, you got no, her security! Sure. I mean, not that I wasn't worried for her, but I just, like, I wasn't really thinking about, like, like character oh, did. they're yeah, going to give her, they're giving her the security because, you know, something awful is going to happen. And is it a red herring? That. Is somebody else dying, Ariel? Is, like, is it, like, Ooh, the herring shot the to somebody else? is finally dead. No more red herrings ever, because wow. the herring is dead just like mia does andre jump in front of chris is like he's with me or something you know no not andre <laughs> not the attractive man no <laughs> leave him in the show Please. he has more things to do in the apartment with me mm -hmm. <laughs> um i yeah i think the God, there's, there's well, we can stay with Chris because I think the Chris thing is interesting in terms of uh, we've talked a lot about the way in which the season has actually done a really good job depicting the struggles of both just women in the workplace, but mm -hmm. more more prominently like um, women of color in the in the workplace, um, uh, minority uh, women. Um, we've had this thing about, you know, last episode is Stella talking to me and Mia being like, you know, we all have ghosts. It's just the problem is that like we remember them. And so yeah, Mia's at, is basically do it. That's right. And so Chris is, has, you know, posted the thing on the mirror, abort the court and then um, uh, tweets it out and her followers are supporting her. But that then obviously there's this like people who are ravenously opposed to, to her views and including Yanko. <laughs> F and Yanko, man. The, the, what they've chosen to do with Yanko is so good. It's the it's my favorite part, I think, of the show each week. It's like, how's Yanko going to put his foot in his mouth? Yeah. You know, they, they very intelligently leaned into that completely at this point. I think, like, you know, in the beginning, so he had a love story, and you know, he's yeah. he's not that bad. He's a good guy, but now it's just full Yanko, and I I agree. I'm definitely definitely always tickled with his stupidity i think to the show's credit i think that the, i think that there was some criticism about the way that they kind of are you know they both sides things when i you know i personally sometimes don't think every argument um like both sides are valid you know we're talking about like the eradication right. of trans people like i don't think you get to be on the side of like trans people don't ex shouldn't exist you know that's just right. my opinion yeah. so um but I do think I feel like that is like Yanko is maybe the best example of the way they were like listening and be like, what if we made this guy a buffoon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. Um, but Chris is going to get sidelines. Um, and um, really, like, I think Mia gets put in this position where she's like, I thought we were going to like slow roll this information. And um, it's not because they're, you know, she says, like, I'm saying what like the majority of Americans believe. And right. Mia's like, no, you, that's no, like, that's right. But like, the, the people who are who disagree with you will literally try to kill you if we keep putting you in a position to say these things like we need to do this for your own safety. That's where they hire the bodyguards. So I think like that's actually interesting in the way that like, you know, that is a bit of, you know, a commentary on, you know, this is January 6th that like the people, a minority uh, viewpoint in America, maybe not as small as people in America would like it to be, but small enough that they are not the majority had to resort to like physical violence and like breaking the law to try and uphold freedom. I'm, I use quotation marks. Please don't take that. <laughs> Nobody take that clip, <laughs> please. Um, right. Great so text. yeah. So the idea that like Chris shouldn't actually always be the one saying this stuff because it's actually a threat to her personal safety is like, yeah, too real, too real. I don't like it. Perhaps too real. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I do really like that scene that you mentioned where they tell her about it because 
you know, they're playing with the expectation of you think they're going to silence her for like, you know, yeah. corporate overlord reasons. And it's like, no, actually it's your safe, uh, for your safety. Her, I can't for the life of me find, um, I am the other person's name. name, but it's her producer who was, uh, elevated from her previous position. And, uh, now she's, you know, her, uh, Chris's personal, uh, producer and it's her and mia and chris in the office and she gets a, she gets two moments this this moment and a moment later where Mia's trying to like go slow and uh her producer's like no let's not sugarcoat this you should just know and to be clear i think in this situation please don't sugarcoat it just tell me how serious this thing is um but yeah i, I like that 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 character gets the funny moment in this scene of like yeah, no, I'm just going to get to the thing. And Mia's like, what the hell? We had a plan. <laughs> yeah, we were going to slow rise. It's like, yeah, not forever. Yeah. <laughs> like going real slow. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's not much more here to the Chris stuff, but I do think um, it at least is, is something. So I'm excited to see. Well, I'm not excited. I am very worried. About... <laughs> you're you're very, you're on the record now. as being super worried. <laughs> I know. They're going to kill off somebody. I just don't know if it's Chris... her husband, I feel like is a likely candidate of like he ends up something happens to him i've always want i've always stood by you and i wanted to be on camera secretly and i am jealous yeah but it, it, the show has killed off a a character even if it's not like the biggest name character but like they have killed the character every season so i'm waiting for it um let's talk a little bit about alex and paul the story it gets it gets leaked the photo yeah, and there is some yeah Paul couldn't buy the publication <laughs> You fool. Last episode. <laughs> what are you, poor man? You got no money? Can't buy the, mm -hmm. the gossip magazine? Mm -hmm. uh, um, so it gets leaked, and this is going to, like, really affect Alex's, like, we see people at the office being like, that's a really bad look. This is what happened with Mitch. I do like that someone's like, I don't think it's like Mitch, but someone else being like, yeah, but, like, it's still not great. Like, just because it's not being with Mitch doesn't make it also good. Right. And by the end of the episode, she's like questioning whether or not she wants to keep doing this. And he's going to, and this is, I feel like the biggest thing, for, like, this is my biggest takeaway from this episode is him being like, this is what I will do with UBA when I buy it, which is really bad news for Stella. Um, Stella and uh, Corey says, I have too big of a buyout to be able mm -hmm. to, you know, to be fired. They're scheming so. and little do they know that Paul doesn't even want this thing to exist, basically. Yeah. And the way he uses, like he waits for you know, in this episode, we see him, you know, the launch has failed, the company, you know, things at Hyperion aren't great. Now we have this like hanging thread with, uh, with Stella's friend, Kate, who had come out of the woodwork. And it seems like she was trying to say more stuff about what was going on at Hyperion and there's money trouble. And the way he uses what Alex tells him to very quickly in that moment, supposedly i'm using air quotes come up with this plan of oh if you want to leave anyway maybe i'll just sell it off as if he hadn't think thought about doing that before anyway mm -hmm. like very evil you know and i mean that in like the then like the mustache twirly way evil like almost like cartoonishly evil of like oh my mm -hmm. god i just had this idea and it has nothing to do with you know I, ha I hadn't thought about this at all before but now that you gave me this idea like maybe this is the thing that we should do and convincing alex that that's true i think is like crazy uh but he does it it works in the moment she doesn't flinch and um you know just shows just shows what he's capable of between last episode being like why don't we just buy the magazine and now like oh my god we can just sell this thing and make a new an entirely new media corporation maybe we'll call it alex media that's not what he said but um alex filtered <laughs> you can only say what i want <laughs> alex filtered yeah <laughs> instead of alex unfiltered mm -hmm. um yeah, I think that moment is huge as far as like their relationship. And it seems like yeah. that will come back to bite him in the ass potentially, if if he at all is bit in the ass. <laughs> well, I, I think that the, the only thing I don't like about this like reveal, which I, I don't disagree with you, but you think this is like his plan all along? I mean, not his plan all along, but I think... He doesn't he's, care. It's proof that he doesn't care, right? He'll just it's do more whatever. proof that he's using her. Yes. Yeah. It's proof that like this is maybe he does actually care about her, but I think this is proof of he will always choose his company's plural, I guess. Uh, but certainly Hyperion, he will always choose Hyperion over her. And the right. way he it that just like screamed disingenuous to me in that moment. 
And I think, um, you know, it could, if, if Alex is paying attention at all, I don't know where this is going. I love the Corey bite of like, uh, you know, where he, where he confronts Alex and he's like, you're always surprising me. You're on the, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, you're on the verge of getting everything you want, all the power, all the seat at the table. And Mm -hmm. you're choosing to be the girlfriend, the plus one, which is a version of what I'm always saying. Like, Alex, why are you always choosing the old guard? Like, why are you always choosing the wrong side seemingly in these like corporate wars? But then also he's like, he's, he's like, you've always wanted to, you know, create something or whatever, like be in charge. Right. And he's like, how about we tear it all down and start again? But you can build it. He's just weaponizing what he knows that she yeah. wants to hear and her no, go. I I agree that's with you. My, that's my read anyway. No, I, I'm with you. I I don't think that this is his plan from the beginning, but I do think when he takes a look at what UBA is, and obviously like this whole reason Corey is trying to sell is because like you know it the financials are a bit of a nightmare. Isn't this the whole thing? Isn't this uh kind of struggling to remember is he or, or was it that it was success he's trying to capitalize on the success of the uba plus launch but it doesn't know i mean they definitely they definitely need the money and uba plus uh, oh because of the loan thing there's the loan is, thing at the beginning of the season really yeah is actually hemorrhaging money UBA right plus. Um, right needs, which does uh, happen with he needs a safety net that doesn't involve fred micklin but lo and behold he's still around <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Oh my God, Fred, just popping back up like a friggin'. <laughs> He's only the... too happy to be like, "Yes, I will do this thing. I will get you all the, the money figures." He's like I a whack a mole. Yeah, I hate <laughs> whack a Fred. Yeah. So yeah, somebody please whack him and like the whole monster. <laughs> yeah. Say that. Hey, Fred. Yeah. Um, that was. I don't know what that impression was, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. No, I agree. I don't think this is like was his plan from the beginning, but I I think it mostly shows that he will just go with the wind and he's pretty ruthless. And as much as he's like, yeah, he's telling Alex what she wants to hear, he will change that on a dime. The only thing I don't love about the combo of like let's let's fire sale UBA, I feel like it's almost now and quote quote this when I'm wrong, is that it's so obvious that he won't get the deal done, right? At least there was a world where yeah, and you called that. You called that a while ago. Well, I well, did. That it was possible. That it was possible. I thought, like, I just feel like this, like, telegraphs it too much that he won't he won't get the deal done. Because I, I feel like there's, it's too much of a threat of, like, the whole infrastructure of the show to, to go down. Like, how are we, I mean, I guess you, I mean, if the show does it, kudos to them. If, like, the deal goes through and he fire sales and we're following, like, you know, Mia and Chris, although Chris is dead because she gets shot by a extremist. So forget no. her. But <laughs> you know, Chip and whoever, like if we're following them as like they're scattered around it just doesn't feel it's called the morning show. So I feel like that can't that that you I feel like this the thing for me was like I thought it was interesting of like, does Paul buy it and what's it look like under Paul? I always kind of thought that like, oh, the deal wouldn't go through, but I feel like this telegraphs too much that the deal absolutely will not go through. There's and so now the question is like trying to figure out like how does the deal get prevented from happening? Like we have this like Stella Corey alliance. Mm-hmm. Now you have it's like on, Alex on one side, and now you and then you have Bradley who's on the case now, and we know how she can be when she uh is you know, she literally talks to Chip at the end of the episode who has gotten fired. And she's like, mm, okay, well, anyway, besides that, I may need your help with something. <laughs> yeah. So I um, think so you like have... have her investigating that the Kate angle and like clearly yeah. again with the, with the Natalie Morales who plays Kate of it all. We did get the extra scene of her last episode, which was super compelling and, difficult to watch at times uh but i i would suspect we see kate at least another time after this if unless like the whole thing is a a dead end which it seems like you know it it might be with how it goes with uh what's her name yeah so brad to her yeah brad i i loved the like shady spice of like here's your order that's on it for a different name from the coffee shop you don't like and it's She's like, oh, like, no, I don't like that. And they're like, uh, give so it over. Like, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Yes, no, that's for me. Some, some people know <laughs> me as Kate. <laughs> How did it get sent to her in the first place? Anyway, if it doesn't have her name like on it. A, a little bit above Kate's uh, spy craft level, but yeah, 
I loved it as well. I loved it. And then I was like, oh no, is Morning Show doing Deep Throat? Like the, the, the you know, the garage yeah. scene? Like this yeah. is very, uh, you know, all the presidents men, but obviously like yeah. the poorest, poorest version. <laughs> and then, and then the scene where she's like in the theater and the, and she doesn't show up. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, so I'm trying to like it because this is a thing that the show has kind of liked to do. I guess it, season, this was really season one was the two sides of this conflict, right? Between um, Fred trying to out Fred or not oust Fred, mm-hmm. right? Basically, that was like where people ended up and like yeah. Bradley and Alex end up on different sides and then they end up together at the end. And it feels like that's where we're headed. We're like Paul and Alex. I guess I don't really know who else. I guess Amanda, we can lump in. Tignataro. They really don't have anybody else really on their side. Maybe they could get Leonard, uh, Stephen Fry's character, but it feels Leonard, like Leonard, take the stairs. Yeah, yeah. It feels like we're amassing a pretty weak crew to like then what I presume is like Stella, Corey, Bradley, Chip, basically like figuring out how to stop the deal. I guess the one wild card in here is like Laura has now f- basically figured out what happened with Bradley and Corey um and so i don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see how that plays out did this work for you as like laura super detective on her computer like the matrixing uh text messages uh, and emails kind of once i just want to say very quickly about alex before i get to the laura I, yeah you know what i said before Corey calls her out on like this the way that she has been in these power you know dynamics and i, yes. I really hope that it's the show like acknowledge well obviously the show is acknowledging it but like that perhaps portending that this will be different that you know and at times i guess they wouldn't be all that different because she eventually kind of at the last minute uh gets forced into like changing her mind or like changing her her loyalty but i really want this to be her doing it of like her own accord as you mentioned like the piece of her being in the relationship with paul specifically i think is where that would happen. I don't want, like, I don't want it to just be her, re, you know, whatever. Something comes out about Hyperion 
something worse than what we already know, perhaps. And then, you know, she's like, oh, I can't be with you because you did this thing. Like, I really want it to be her deciding and realizing that I actually can't, you know, be with you. And that's why I mentioned, you know, what he says to her and her hopefully like catching wind of that. The Laura thing. Ooh, oh, my God. This is I mean, this is, uh, you know, the Sony leak all over again. This website, you know, mm -hmm. like you can search things. I never was on the site myself in real life when the Sony hack happened. But, you know, there were all kinds of Reddit threads and articles about mm -hmm. like, the most random pieces of information that turn up that you can find. So in that sense, it's once again, the show just taking like a real life event and kind of putting their own their own spin on it. I do want to give uh credit to uh oh god what's it mindy kaling i can't remember her name oh the yeah she shows uh, up every once in a she's while she's the one that tells laura about this website and also shout out to her description of Corey. she says uh he's oddly compelling in a patrick bateman in a vinyl raincoat kind mm -hmm. of she's fun as a like she yeah. basically only shows up to stir shit up basically mm -hmm. yeah it feels she's like almost entirely too good at that <laughs> in a way that uh i think is funny but yeah i mean it, they don't have her on for long ever like you said but um her i felt like this her description of Corey was very much the show being like yes we know that Corey's is one of our most compelling characters even though people can't always identify why um the way what i do think is interesting about the laura thing i think it's a little too convenient although they do show to to the show's credit they showcase every single step for the most part like how she came to you know she's using facebook profiles and all these things it's not like crazy i want the extended crap. cut of her just like googling for like four <laughs> hours and she can't find she's googling you know what is <laughs> january 6th like it's just like the most i love when yeah. the other a show that you that you cover the other two always did this really oh, yeah. well with like the really funny stupid google uh, yeah uh, searches that people have but, you know, a, a little entirely too convenient, but I think they had to find a way for this to come out once they decided that Laura was going to be involved because there was no way Bradley was ever going to tell. Like, it was never going to come from yeah. any other person. So I think that's compelling to me of like, oh, even though no one told, this was this actually came out and that, uh, or at least a character was able to find out and put the pieces together and now what does that mean for her relationship with Bradley going forward? She's already starting to give Bradley the cold shoulder and, um, you know, Bradley saying, I love you. And Laura saying, I love you too, but like kind of, you know, guarded and not quite sure. Yeah. I love you too. Uh, um, <clears throat> sick. Um, what was that? So, so I think that that piece of it is compelling that they found a way that's, you know, believable within the standards of the show, perhaps that Laura found out because I think that's that dynamic, especially in light of the conversation that she had, that Laura had with Bradley's brother isn't even more interesting now to have her actually find out what was going on at that, at that point. I think the interesting thing moving forward is Laura is a journalist. Laura's uh, the on arrival morning news show. And this is, this is news. And I know it's like her partner. She doesn't necessarily have to like be the one on the morning news show being like, we've discovered this thing, but feels like it's her like obligation to like Corey. When Corey shows up, like, I feel like he's hesitant to help Bradley. He's like, this mm -hmm. is really bad what you did. And, but he does it he, because he's in love with her. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, also the way, like the moment that he decides, like, I can't, I can't be in love with her. Basically. Like I have to like cut it off even, you know, like yeah. whatever. I never want to see you again kind of thing. And like, I know Laura, but like, I feel like Laura has much more of a spine than Corey does. Like, I feel like to not do anything with this information is so unethical. Yeah. No, and, like, and, and, and the way she's talked about certain things, we can kind of, we can see that coming, right? A little bit of like, and that, obviously that's the struggle for her. She doesn't immediately go and do something. She's like sitting with the information and trying to process it. She's not the kind of person like Bradley, who's just going to like, uh, let this go, or at least not, you know, completely let it go. I don't see a world where like Bradley, where she doesn't, I don't know, like either she's going to cut Bradley off cold or she's going to like take it right to Bradley. Or she's I think she takes it to Bradley. I feel like that's the Laura move of like, only, right. Those, and that's the only 
way to keep her 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 standards and to your point that'd be like probably the most laura thing to do and selfishly i would love to see that like a conversation between them where laura's just like i think it's an ultimatum next episode of like your brother you have to say in a minute or or i have to like tell Mindy Kaling and she'll go on the air with it. You know? <laughs> I have to tell Mindy Kaling specifically and she's going to do it in her like you know. And uh, she's going to be really sassy and sarcastic. <laughs> she's going to be like very inappropriately uh, childish and lighthearted about it. Yeah. So I think that's where we're headed. Again, I, I know that like the Laura stuff obviously was going to relate to the Bradley and Corey stuff, but I just think the way that it's all sort of mingling mm-hmm. together, the way that Bradley is now investing Hyperion based on like information from Stella and trying to to use Kate as a source. Like, it's really like there's a really like morning show line in here where it's like the last time I made someone go on this on the record. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they died. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they they die. They go to jail. What happened? What they died? Yeah, right? Isn't they yeah. died? Yeah, she's talking about Hannah. Yeah, um, the last time someone went on the source with me, they died. <laughs> oh my god, Bradley. Yeah, I was really. I was like, come on, Greta Lee, pull it together for this scene after after Bradley said something like that. <laughs> we don't get much Stella in this episode, really. Just a few, the few intermittent moments with uh with stella i was a little bit shocked at like how they like stella and and um Corey, it was just kind of like same it, it wasn't a like that's where i think i was looking for a little bit more of the spy craft like okay here's the plan and we're gonna do this and it was kind of just like same old they can't same fire old. me yeah, yeah it's like whatever mm-hmm. it's like, well what do we do about that other thing and it's like nah we're let's just see where it goes it's it, it there there it was a little bit um uh not a little bit of like a non non-issue seemingly with them like it, it didn't seem as dire as like when she first told him about you know the deal that that paul had offered her yeah ultimately she'll sign the 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 deal though Corey thinks that he can't be fired because he has too big of a buyout yeah, we'll see. Um, I do think the show does this a little bit. They've done it where like basically like a whole episode where like Alex isn't around, a whole episode where Bradley isn't around. Like this mm-hmm. is like, you know, as as much as we've gotten so much Stella content and I am so happy about it. I also think like this is like way more than I ever thought. So an episode where she's sort of like not super present, you know, not you know, not mm-hmm. the most surprising. Um, we get a little bit of me and Andre here. Andre goes on your day America to interview mm-hmm. and Mia's like upset about it. And then basically they're like fine by the end of the episode. They're she like, leaves. Yeah. And this is the other moment I was talking about with the, with the, with Chris's producer, because Mia leaves, she's like, Oh hell no. And then she goes, she just hands the the headset to good. Chris's producer and the look on her face when she puts the headset on like, Oh, I can, I could be this person. It's just very, very funny. And like some great act, some great uh, nonverbal acting from her. And then she goes, like, I guess Mia just left, left. I want to believe that the show was probably, you know, finishing up because she leaves the building seemingly. It goes right to Andre. Like, she wants to be there when he's walking out in the lobby. Yeah. Um, and she has she has a great line about how he's an adrenaline junkie who chases mm-hmm. the, you know, story, blah, 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 doesn't want to be at home. It was great in the moment. And he even gives her credit for it later on. Yeah, I've kind of wanted more from this. I feel like it's fine to like, you know, for them to basically like be in a fight and and be fine by the end of the episode, like they're kissing in her office or whatever. But I do think like, like, I don't know that we fully like, Mia makes a pretty bold choice to go ahead with the releasing of the photos before she knows he's safely out of the country. This really you know, like, you know, Stella will say in that episode, like, he knows what he signed up for. Like, he knows what it's about. But it's yeah, like, she she waves it away even when he brings it up. Like, yeah. I think he kind of mentions it in the lobby and she's like, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I, I guess I would have for sure wanted a little bit more of that. I only. I think it's because it's interesting. It's an interesting, has, like, shades a little of gray bit of, for me. Like, yeah. He has a little bit of like to stand on in that sense, more so than than yeah. everywhere else in his uh, in his logic, where he's like. Not that he did this on purpose, although seemingly he did. And he's like, oh, I didn't tell you because blah, blah, blah at the end. But um, the way that he he could have he could have given her. I think there could have been a little bit more of an acknowledgement about it, certainly from from Mia's side. Yeah. 
I just want her to be happy, though. Yeah, fair. He yeah, deserves that. I want honestly, and I want her to stop stop sleeping in the office. Maybe she was just waiting for him to come back, and now she won't yeah. be sleeping in the office anymore. Although she'll probably still sleep in the office. Yeah, we should probably we definitely. I know that they probably like edited the show already, but like, if you want to put him, you know, in a bed scene next episode, that's fine by me. Even you know, if it's sure in the let, office, put a, yeah, just sure. do push. He could do push ups in her office. <laughs> I don't understand why he has to be in the bedroom. He could do them in my office or. <laughs> any <laughs> any office where... that i happen to be in <laughs> yeah um finally we get this toast to hannah that's kind of sweet i you know i, I thought that one of the lines the the that was like one of the thing like the acknowledgement of like how covid like really like messed things up um and really like disrupted our lives and the fact that like the year before they weren't able to do this because uh they were under like covid restrictions that that was like like it doesn't this doesn't really need to be in here. I don't think that like Hannah has not been this like crucial plot point moving forward. So I thought it was kind of nice that they 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 had this moment at the end. And it shows you know they're a little family. They're a little yeah, and, fam. Like, this shows, you know, a little bit of like what they're fighting for, why they're fighting, you know, this you know This is what Paul Mia, wants to destroy. This is what Paul wants to destroy, exactly. And like when Mia says, you know, even to Andre when they had their fight in that flashback episode, it's like this we're we're making something there we're trying to be better like that's something that like is it's a it's a living thing in a sense and like we by choosing to stay we're not just trying to wave away or or you know swish push sweep sweep under the rug <laughs> what's the saying sweep under the rug speech under the rug speech under the rug these things that happen in fact we're like trying to to stand in like the face of that um I think is makes a lot of sense. And like, we kind of need that as, as viewers and, you know, but, but then again, like it's the show kind of like re-examining its own history and giving importance to this thing that was like arguably a little bit irresponsible the way they handled it in the first season, just from like a, a narrative standpoint um, and kind of trying to put a little bit of a, you know, look back with rose colored glasses perhaps for the, for the viewer and for the show. Yeah. I mean, in the world where like this does happen to your coworker, like it's sweet that they do acknowledge. Oh, for the sure. And and her time. and and uh, God, Corey's old not Corey Chip's old assistant um, is is the one who like makes the announcement and it the the real emotion in her voice. Like we don't get a lot of scenes from her that aren't like either funny or just kind of like news related. Like her running around the office, you know, mm -hmm. doing stuff, doing the quote unquote real work, and here just like a very honest you know, one of the people from one of the people who knew her best uh, real emotion. And I think that that counts for something and, and is lovely for her to get a moment to showcase something else besides just on it, Chip, or whatever. Yeah. All right. You want to do the aerial view? What are you looking forward to? We got two episodes to go after this one. Well, very quickly, I just want to call out the, uh, I guess I'm not sure if this is my aerial view necessarily, but I want to call mm -hmm. out that speaking of chip the the conversation that he has with alex at the end when he gets fired yeah um or towards the end and what he says to her i think is super super interesting the way she she brings like everybody else has already brought up the similarities between him between alex and mitch and and like she had slept with mitch and now she's like see with somebody else and like the way alex is like tired of hearing it and she's like that wasn't the same like he wasn't my boss and chip is like but he was everybody else's boss which i think is like a really really good point um and uh what he reveals to her at the last minute after he does after she does get fired uh, excuse me after she does fire him which I think is hilarious because he's probably thinking, Oh my God, I only came back to this job because you showed up at my doorstep with my yep. ex fiance and like needed me. And now I'm back and now you're firing me. Like that's crazy. The note, then I didn't have COVID reveals pretty. That's the reveal that I'm talking about. And yeah. I think that it's really, really smart. Like the, it doesn't, it doesn't ultimately count for all that much, but just as far as like, I need you to know this, you know, this is shades of the show, the show trying its hardest to be like, I watched Jane die from breaking bad. I'll just say that mm -hmm. without context. Um, but, you know, certainly it doesn't carry as much emotional weight as something like that. But I think it's for the character, it's something really important that he did. And he's like, holy crap, I can't believe that I did that for this person who's now firing me again. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really interesting, especially in light of I don't really want 
Corey to be pine. Excuse me, Jesus. I keep saying Corey chip. I don't want chip to like continue to pine after Alex. Like that story is in no way interesting to me. So for it to kind of end like this, clearly he's not off the show. Uh, and we're, you know, with how he leaves things with Bradley and all this conversation. But if this is the end for him and Alex, I am really, really happy with that. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. Aerial view. I, you know, I, for the longest time, it's usually about Corey. Yes. This time I meant Corey and Stella or something, but now I'm kind of shifting my view to the Paul and Alex relationship. Now that he has kind of, brought an outside force into their relationship and again the way he in my read kind of like used that information against alex to give her this like thing to pine over this thing to like reach towards of starting her own business her own news organization organization whatever that looks like uh against her is really compelling and i want i want so badly for alex to realize how much of a piece of crap he is in a way that has nothing to do with the company itself. If that makes sense. No. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I did forget in, um, in Paul's assembling of a team, we do get Fred as well. Uh, so yeah, another piece on the board for Paul's team. Not looking great. Not looking great. And Alex just in there. Uh, don't love it. Um, yeah, I don't know that I have a, t I guess I'll, uh, my, I, okay. Um, Chris, my aerial view is uh, I'm going to zoom in Chris getting the blood splatter and then walking in and just the line of like, man, I really love this coat was, was, was so good. <laughs> and she goes on the news that day. She uh, delivers the news uh, after having blood, fake blood splattered on her face. So uh, kudos yeah. to Chris. Yeah. She All right. Afraid of no nope. All right. MVP and LVP. I have a very easy LVP. If you'd like me to go first, Please. Fred, get the hell off my show. Fred, get Fred? out of the car. What are you doing in the car? What is his name? Fred, is it Micklin? Yeah. Fred Micklin. Get out of here. Working with Tintaro. I don't like it. So my LVP goes to Fred. Although I feel like there are other people maybe more deserving, but I'll go with Fred. Well, we do like Tignataro, but just not the character, certainly. Yes. Um, I mean, Fred's a, Fred's a strong, strong choice. Um, He's so gleeful. I'm like, I'll, I'll kill you, B.A., and then they're like toasting to our dead friend. It's like you monster. <laughs> uh, I'm tempted to give it to Alex a little yeah. bit. Mm -hmm. I was thinking Alex, Paul. Yeah. I'll give it to Paul. Whatever. He yeah. sucks. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people tied with two points here at the top. Uh, Yanko, uh, the guy, the <laughs> ad guy from that episode, Hal. Alex and Paul all have two points. Um, an MVP. I'm going to give it to Laura for her sweet detective skills. So good. She's really knows how to control F on that bad boy. This is great. That was giving me shades of like when she was on the good wife and she was like trying to find out. So there was actually a storyline with like their client was like, you know, doing like the FBI recordings were involved. So she was hearing stuff about the client, but then all of a sudden she starts hearing stuff about her husband because her husband's a state's attorney. So like, oh, she's like trying to like look for this. Good. It was, it was totally, the, it was very, very similar. And it's she also, really she hadn't gotten a point yet. So I feel like I had to give it to her. Don't know if she, I feel like now that she has the information, I'm less likely to maybe give her an MVP point. So, although she is maybe going to take down uh, a January 6th conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, I will, but I'm going to go with Laura. Do you have a MVP? I think Laura's a really good contender. If I can't think of anyone else in the next five seconds, I, I almost want to give it to like the can of paint for like doing a really good job of just no, this... not not that I support the can. Yeah. Like the can had not has no say over where its paint goes. Uh but I'll I give it to Andre. It to Andre hasn't been on. I'll give it to Andre. That's a good that's a good Andre. <laughs> <laughs> He very wisely realizes that he's being a little bit of a shite, as the British yeah. would say. Yeah. Uh, and he he goes back to Mia immediately because he's like, oh, my God, Mia is actually amazing, which is something yeah. that we all know. So, yeah, points to Andre. All right. Perfect. Lauren Andre on the top of the board. They're not. The, they're at the bottom of the board. But, you know, but they're uh, together. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nami has two points. Sorry, I meant, yeah, Laura, Laura, Corey, and Andre all have one point. I love that the top of our board is all women, which is Stella, 
Alex and Chris. It is so. stellar, which is what I thought you said before I realized you said stellar. stellar. It's stellar. All right. We'll be back next week with the penultimate episode of the I morning show season three. I know it's going by so fast. In the meantime, Ariel, where can people find you and what are you up to? Oh, they can find me rushing to watch next episode. I don't know how I'm going to watch the second to last one and not and, watch the yeah and you know like yeah. so oh wait. i have screeners like i know how can i watch but like really <laughs> no. really I, <laughs> uh, I am on twitter at that other ariel always retweeting everything i'm covering covering movies with you push your caps theater we covered what do we cover oh yeah killers of the flower moon mm -hmm. this week and um covering tales from the loop with you and rich yep covering Grey's anatomy once a month with Chappelle, and uh i think that's mostly everything Cool. Uh, in addition to anything I'm doing with you, I'm talking about Rome with Philly. I'm also talking about Yellowstone with Philly, talking about Our Flag Means Death with Sarah and Brooklyn Zed, and full spoiler recaps with Jess Sterling. We recently covered Wolf Like Me, got to interview the director, creator, executive producer, Abe Forsyth, which was very interesting and very fun. Was he a wolf? Yeah, he turned into a wolf like halfway through, and we were like, "Oh, so yeah, cool. mm -hmm, that was pretty cool." Yeah, we're Good. like, we we're like, ah, that's the inspiration for the show, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, yeah, um, oh, so check, wolf. <laughs> yeah, so wolf stuff." Uh, so check that out. Uh, I'm on social media at Hi From Grace. We'll be back next week with the season, no, the penultimate episode of season three. Until the then, penultimate. the penultimate. <laughs> Until then, have a good morning. morning. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.